I'm G1, and welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Show. We got a great show tonight. Whoa, 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 whoa wait, wait a second here. G1, <clears throat> most of the people that are listening to this are listening to it in the morning, so you might want to amend what you just said. You said good evening. Could you please restart? Gosh, these kids. Gosh, just a minute, just a minute. I'm Mark Andy, and this is CFO Bookshelf. Whoa, 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 G1. Wrong show. Wrong show. Start over it's again. So confu- Start over. <laughs> it's so confusing. Dude. I, I can't keep all these podcasts in my head, and I've got a third one that's going to be launching here. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm sorry. I, t- I tell you what. I tell you what, smart aleck, G2, you do it. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the show. It's week three. I am G2, and your lovely host, G1, is here today. Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, the two Gs, Mark and Drew. Feel better? Much better. There we go. Okay, so well, well, where are we gonna get started? Man. Let's do a little bit of uh, this, that, and the other before we get started with our show this morning. Uh, what what's in your list, man? You- so Dylan has some very high scoring players, and he is putting up some buku points. He's thanked me two weeks in a row for having Tyler Lockett on his team. He put up yep. 31 yep. points, and besides that, Aaron Jones, hashtag free Aaron Jones. Is that uh, sustainable? Points. Is that sustainable, Tyler Lockett? I don't watch the I have not watched any of their games. Are they? Well, he's not well, going to put that up every week, but he might still end up being a top 10 wide receiver because he was last year. He kind of did the same thing. He put up big numbers, and then he would have a couple weeks where he didn't do anything. But he's, so yeah, I was if you're say, willing, if you're willing to have that, then then by all means. And Dylan was he made the trade. Inconsistency was the yes. issue last year. Yes. Uh, what? By the way, uh, before we go through your list in mind, can we give a shout out to the St. Louis? Cardinals. Oh, What's funny? My gosh, we we record these shows on a Thursday, late Thursday afternoon, and earlier in the day they were playing a day game against the Brewers. They're trying to sweep, and amazingly, and you know what? I think the game is over. I think they were up eight to three. They were down four to nothing. Then I think it was five to one. Right, and then in the ninth, they came back and scored. Three more runs, so they made it eight to five. And let's just go ahead and see if they went ahead and won. I think, yeah, I think the game is over. And did they hang on? The answer is yes, That's they won. 12 That's games in a row, right? in a row. And to me, they're in. They are in the playoffs. I mean, mathematically, uh, the Phillies can still get in. I think it's just by a whisker. The Reds would have to win out, and then the Cardinals would have to lose out. I think we were talking before the show that even if the Cardinals go 500, there's and, there's almost there's basically no chance yeah, that they can get caught. The, the odds, uh, I'm sure the odds makers and have and done their math. Unless by some unlucky streak, they're not going to lose every single game not after winning 12 in a row. But my my issue with the Cardinals for the first four months out of the season, just boring. <laughs> and now it's starting to be fun to watch them. Uh, play, but if you're a Cardinals fan, you've seen this before. Yes, yes, <laughs> multiple times, and they yes. won a World Series multiple times in the same fashion. Let's talk a little bit about the 49ers backfield. Ooh, How would you like to be a fantasy a... football manager with some of the 49ers running backs? Trey Sermon on your team. That's rough. How I, would you, I, I feel for uh, Shanahan as well. <laughs> how do you? How do you successfully run a football team when you keep having running backs go down? Same thing with like with the Ravens, which I mean they're making it work. But they don't have a mobile quarterback like, like Jackson. Um, I know they just this week they picked up Jacques Patrick who? Um, from who knows where. I was listening to uh, one of the ESPN podcasts and the name got brought up. Some no name person that's going to fill a role. However, I did get an update that Trey Sermon might play this weekend. Um, but yeah, like every single guy is injured. So is Chris going to go out and find that guy? <laughs> Uh, if that, he wasn't on a roster at this point in his 
and like football career, then there's probably a reason for it. So I don't think anyone's going to be rushing to pick him up. Well, well, let, let's go on. I, I can think of a few players. <laughs> yeah. what, who, else, what else you got? Uh, we usually, oh, I have a rule. I don't like to talk about my team, but, but, but of the game that I watched just here and there last week, I was down in the basement and I had the TV on and the Dallas game was on. And it seemed like every time I'd step in front of the, the TV, Tony Pollard would get the ball and I saw his touchdown. I saw him run for like nine and a half yards. The guy looked explosive. Really good. Now, what's interesting, G2, is it seemed like on some of the podcasts I heard this week, uh, through a lot of the articles I was skimming this week, Tony versus Zeke. Tony, it's like, guys, get over it. First of all, who's their coach? Who's the Dallas coach? McCarthy. Uh, McCarthy, right. Do you know he had uh, he he likes he, dual he, running backs? He is the source of the infamous Matthew Berry hashtag free Aaron Jones. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But to me, th- Zeke is not going away. He's good. He's really, really good. And he will continue to start. He'll still get the most snap, the biggest snap count of the two. But there's still, I mean, he's Tony is no longer a backup. He is a role player. So when he comes out on the field, he's probably going to get the ball. But the question is, can he do what he did last week? And the answer is not every week. Right. That is going to happen maybe once every five or six weeks or maybe once a year. And with, with the depth that we have in our flex spots in this league, he's probably not worth starting. But, I mean, if you're in a you know 12 or even you know the 16-team league, yeah, that'd be there, different. maybe that's a guy you want to put in your flex. That's different. So he, he's a handcuff, I still think. You know, I had I had two great handcuffs, and I I needed a roster spot, and that's why I gave up Madison. Madison so right. I I've always have been impressed with Tony Pollard. Uh, there's another name that's been on my radar this past week, and I think Anthony is very thankful, and that's Rondell Moore. What have you seen him in action so far? I haven't far? seen him, and I didn't realize that he was doing as well as he was until uh, I just kind of looked at the Cardinals wide receivers and who was putting up points. And I was like, Whoa, wow, this guy's right up there. Now what I want to know is, has Chris reached out to Anthony for a trade request? <laughs> I don't know. Could I, be. I'd like to know. Or and, Thomas. Thomas is going after all the young talent. Yeah. But then he'd have to give up a first round draft pick. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Gronk so far? I'm kind of not surprised. Uh, I think, I mean, we know Tom Brady is the kind of guy that's going to, uh, support the people around him. And, you know, one week it may be one person, one week it might be the other. And the first two weeks it happened to be Gronk. And he is benefiting from it. I don't think you can expect that every single week. But, I mean, we know Gronk, even though he took a year off or however long he took off, still he's still good. I don't I don't know if he's going to do that again this week. But. Getting back to Sleeper, we've mentioned Sleeper the last couple of weeks. We need to reach out to Sleeper and say if they want to be a – uh, if they want to advertise on our show, <laughs> if they want to be a sponsor since we mentioned their name. I do like their league chat feature. There are some things I still like about ESPN. I think the reporting is cleaner. I uh, like the user inter- interface for reporting uh, and analysis, uh, but I do like the league chat. I think we use it more often uh, in sleeper than the other platform. So I just happen to notice, I just happen to notice that Antonio Jones is on Joe Ryan's trade block. Antonio Brown. Uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, Mick, I'm mashing <laughs> up two names. We, we, yeah, yeah. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. AB, wasn't he at one time when he was with the Steelers probably the most explosive wide receiver? in the league. And I'm even oh, more so than even Julio Jones. Yeah. And people would even, I know when he was at his hottest, people would draft, draft him literally first overall. Over first, other, exactly. You know, running backs that people like to go for. And the fact that he's on the trade and, and Joe Ryan's probably in a position to where, Hey, let's see what I can get for him. Do you, do you think he'll have many nibbles? I don't know. It, he's a similar player as let's say Deshaun Jackson. Uh, you know, there's other people out there that, you know, he might have a big game, then then he'll have games where he doesn't get anything at all. Um, but if you're willing to take a risk and you have a good matchup, then maybe it's someone that you want to reach. 
isn't Chris Godwin the go-to player on that team? I would team? say so. There's another name, actually two names, I was taken back a little bit. And by the way, I'm not I'm not poking fun at Landon for doing this, but I noticed that he dropped Zach Ertz within the last week. That would have been that would have been the the farthest thing from our mind two years ago. You corrected me in the green room. I thought he was like the top three tight end a couple of years ago. You said the top two. Pretty sure he was top two. And of course, I was thinking of George Kittle in that top three, and I didn't know if Zach was be behind Kittle or, or not. But the fact that he's been dropped—that's just amazing. I it's like, what's going on in that situation? I, I know he's got Dallas Goddard competing against, but aren't they two? Aren't both of them comparable in terms of skill set, speed? I again, I don't know the story. I don't follow. I'm not following, but a little disappointing to see that skill set drop like that. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is another guy that's been dropped, and now I think was it stumped? It stumped or no? I think. Um, well, Lane had La- just picked him up like a week ago, but so he'd been on the wa- waiver wire. But then originally, yes, Dump had had him. Is that because he, I think Baltimore brought him to their uh, practice squad? Practice squad, and because he hasn't been called up yet. I remember when Le'Veon Bell may have been the second best player in the league from a PPR standpoint. We were talking about this also earlier. Stump won it all in our first, I, I think, season yeah, one. Season he won one, it yeah. all. He was on the team. Was it the next year? that Le'Veon Bell set out and that's when stump began to fall off. And then I think he ran into a bunch of uh, health issues with some of his players, but again, just seeing Zach Ertz and Le'Veon Bell uh, dropped uh, within a matter of days, it's, you know, this game changes quickly, doesn't it? It's like me having to drop Todd Gurley earlier this year. It stinks. And no one's still picked him up yet. Nope. Uh, Anything on your list? Uh, no, anything you got else? Yeah, I have one last thing and I want to see, I I don't know if JB listens to the show, but I thought let's have a little fun with this. It's the Gans and the Wags, the Wags and the Gans. Okay. So what do you think I'm talking about here? Me and you against Thomas and JB. Exactly. So week one, they beat us by combined 7.8. Zero two points. What's that? Point oh two seven and two hundredths of a point. That I guess <laughs> we're getting into quarterback scoring there with so many points per twenty five right. yards. So anyway, they beat us in week one, and then last week they beat us bigger time. Thanks. G one put up a big zero not not a zero but. yeah I, le- I didn't score the least points i had 84.86 points so i did not score the least points i also put together a good lineup <laughs> just my lineups is not very good yet uh i i still think give me about halfway through the season i think they're going to be some people who do not want to play me because all these young receivers that i think are going to start uh panning out even in the second half t higgins is a perfect example. He did very well in the second half. And so I think some of my younger guys that I drafted, they're going to start picking it up. Agreed. So I will start scoring more, but right now they have a cumulative lead of almost 80 points. You're pulling your weight. JB just needs to start scoring less. (laughs) Yeah. So that, that is fun. And if anyone wants to see this, then again, I doubt not, but can I interject something real quick? Yeah, interject all you want. Okay. This is slightly unrelated, but it's something I thought of. So Landon was giving me a little little shade for for uh, saying a lot of bad stuff about his team the last two weeks. And I just want to say, Landon, you put up 161 points this last Good week. So you told me wrong. You lost, but you scored 161 points. That's a lot of points. So uh, kudos to you, and I'm sorry for saying that your team sucked. It doesn't. I don't remember you saying his team sucked. Yeah, I kept saying, I I literally said Landon sucks (laughs) multiple times in each podcast. 
I think he has some challenges on his team, like a lot. I think, to me, I would say teams one through six or one through five and a half is tight. And then you have the haves and the have-nots. Right. And I would say that Landon... Who do you, th- who do you think is going to get ninth place this year? Because I'm going to take a gander that Thomas will potentially get 10th just because of how he's played a season. But who do you, who do you think will be the second worst? Buddy, it ain't going to be me. <laughs> okay. Cause last two years ago, I finished 10th. Do you think I wanted to finish? Nope. La- nope. And I finished six and I worked, I, I studied that waiver wire. I did my research and I'm just telling now my situation is different. I'm, there's been very little roster rotation, so I have a plan. So I, I can't deviate or do not want to deviate. I'm not going after, I'm just not chasing points like I maybe would a couple of years ago. So it depends on what Landon, what he's trying to accomplish. Um, I see him working the waiver wire hard. He's probably between him and Chris, they hit that waiver wire hard I'm not saying that Joe Ryan doesn't. I'm not saying you don't. But I, I think Landon and Chris are two of the most active people. So I, I do not expect if he finishes ninth or tenth, it's not because he gave up. It's just roster, you know, talent. So talent is scarce, right? Indeed. Anyway, so you've been heard, Landon, and let's talk about week two surprises. I'm curious what will be the lead comment on week two surprises. You go first. Well, I think it's pretty obvious. (laughs) Uh, Chris. Oh my gosh. First of all, I wish, does anyone know his wife? I wonder if his wife was thinking, Chris, honey, What's wrong with you? What's wrong, Chris? Chris, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, Chris. Here, here's some water. Here's an aspirin. (laughs) I know, Haley. I don't think that she would probably do that. Or she would already know because she knows Chris so well. Was he stressing, you think, all night? Well, he he lost by, like, a hair. I think he already knew it might happen. And uh, I will say JB got really lucky. He pulled out the win even though he sat Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise, he would have won by quite a bit. Interesting. Uh, I think what happened with Chris, he probably was not expecting. I mean, here, here, you know, you have a pretty decent team. You score almost 160 points, but Camara had seven, and then Kittle has 4.7, and you still score almost 160 points. So this is not like a situation where the sky is falling. Now I did ask you earlier: it, Do we need to be concerned about Camara? I don't. I don't think so. You don't think so. I don't think so. You don't. I think would so. be worried about Kittle, however. He has not played well yet. Uh, first week he put up eleven point eight. It's not bad. Week two, four point seven points, and he only had four targets. Week one, he had five targets. Some of the bigger tight ends, T.J. Hawkinson, for example, from Detroit, he had like nine targets this last game. Uh, you know, Kelsey gets as many as like 10 targets a game. So I don't know why Kittle isn't being reached, but it's not happening right now. I'd be a little bit worried. I'm going through Chris's roster, his bench as well. And other than the quarterback situation, Jacobs did not play. Madison is a handcuff. Uh, if you go down his list, uh, MVS, we're going to mention MVS later in an interesting context. Um, he did have Henry Ruggs put up 23 points. It'll be interesting to see if that's uh, going to be sustainable, if that's going to continue. He did have Robert Tanyan. Hey, I know him a little bit. He was on my team most of last year. He's touchdown dependent. Uh, that's not going to, he's not going to keep getting 14 every week. So we talked about this before. Chris, no room for error. Yep, the lineup he has is lineup he basically has to say. Exactly. He said that last week on the podcast. He did. He did. And Chris, we're not trying to again, we're not trying to we're not trying to landonize you like like G two has been with Landon, but uh we're just speaking what we think, right? 
What other surprises from last week? Another surprise. Again, I already mentioned Landon put up 161 points. That was cool. Dylan also 165 points. Uh, is that, do you, do you see that continuing? I have a couple of concerns also with Dylan's team from top to bottom. I think Dylan's going to fluctuate a little bit, but he has some like really good players. Montgomery's very consistent. Justin Herbert, I think he's just going to get better this year. Uh, and if that's the case, then Keenan Allen will put up good points. Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. So he has guys that I think are going to be very consistent, but I think he can fluctuate with guys like Lockett. And then what about, what about who else put up some big points? Uh, Joe Ryan, who is now the uh, uh, league leader uh, this year. He has the most points in the league and he's 2-0. And, oh. and hold your thought on that because Rutt's going to come up in the next segment. Okay. And if we're done on the week two surprises – Let's talk about the pretenders and the panic room. Okay. Okay. Pretenders and the panic room. So we have four teams that are two and oh. We have four teams, yeah. zero and two. I noticed that. We have two teams that are one and one. So let's start with the pretenders. Is Joe Ryan at two and zero a pretender? He belongs there. Okay, I think, I, he, I think he definitely belongs there. Does he have depth? I think he has enough. Uh, let me look at his team because it's been a second since I've looked. Does he have enough? <laughs> Does he have enough? The Does answer right have... now is potentially no because he only has wide receivers. Why do you? Why do you say that when he has Zeke Elliott as one of his feature running backs? So notice he only has, he, he needs to have big numbers from Derrick Henry. And he cannot, he, I'm telling you, he cannot afford for Henry to go down. Yeah, kind of like Chris, Joe Ryan kind of has to set his lineup, especially with his running backs. Now, if he gets... I won't say lucky, but if Trey Sermon ends up becoming uh, valuable and he gets to start this weekend and gets to get enough carries to show that he belongs there, then maybe he has a third guy there that can, he can throw in. But I, I will say he's he needs those guys to perform really well or he's not going to sustain. He's probably thinking, Trey Sermon, come on, coach, get him in, get him in, get him healthy. So I, I know he's got to be just having wishful thinking. I want to make something very clear. I'm not saying that Chris's team is a pretender. I, with his lineup, he is not a pretender. He's the real deal. But for the reasons you just stated, it's, he's vulnerable if he loses one of those running backs. And, and again, Zeke, let's see. I, I, I'm, I really believe the Zeke we saw in week two is a guy, I mean, he wasn't explosive. It's like, like he put up 25 plus points, but he was, he, I'm sure Joe Ryan would take that production because I think he had a, a touchdown. Uh, I think he had a touchdown at part of his score. So if, if Zeke can get 15 plus points a week, you know, he, he can be a, a, a solid RB two or a low in RB one and do well, but boy, he's got to be hoping that, that Henry does not go down. So Joe Ryan, you are not a pretender. Oh, now we get to ask the next one. I'm anxious to see who we're going to, what we're going to say on this one, East Dakota, the community college, not a pretender, not a pretender because, because I have a good lineup and I also have some depth. You do have some, especially on the wide receivers. What's your thoughts? You got Swift, in Henderson, what would someone like Chris say about your running back situation? <laughs> oh, they're both questionable this weekend. That's what he would say. Uh, he actually tr- just texted me a couple hours ago, and he said basically all of our running backs are questionable because he has some guys as well hurt with Josh Jacobs and uh, Alvin, or not Alvin Kamara. He's actually fine, but uh, Dalvin Cook as well. Yeah, but he could put in Madison. Yeah, he's good there. He can, he's good there. And by the way, if Madison scores 30 points, do you think I care? No, I don't. I, I again, I, 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 I had to get rid of him. I, I had to get rid of him or Pollard 
So if he scores 30 points, I'm glad because it's helped me out. It's helping Chris out win-win. So, and so you are not a pretender. Stump. Now, he had a big, big week, and then he stumped it up <laughs> the next week. Pretender, or does he belong in this list of non-pretenders? I think he definitely belongs there. I feel yeah. like really all of our, our 2-0 people deserve to be well we can talk about Dylan after this but I'm, let me just <laughs> let me just bad. let me just say th- this is a great team yeah you know Nick Chubb on paper and then DeAndre Hopkins Amari Cooper if he's when he's healthy uh you know Harris of course it'd be better if he had a better front line <laughs> offensive line uh, that's a pretty dang good team but like we've mentioned with some of these other guys I think his bench may be a little bit stronger than, say, uh, Chris's and Joe Ryan's, but it could still use a little bit more oomph to it. But again, I think he's got, he can go down a receiver and have someone next man yeah. standing. Really, what we're seeing, a lot of these teams that we're saying, you know, they could use a little more, they don't have running backs because there's not enough of them. And, you have four of them, which is you're one of the very few that is strong in that position. But they're not yet. Yet. Uh not yet. Uh yeah, we'll 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 come back to that in a minute. Now I'm looking at uh Dylan. Dylan, he's got oh man. I every time I see Keenan Ke- uh Keenan Allen's numbers, I'm thinking, boy, I'd like to have him. That that guy is just He's good. Tyler Lockett's doing great. This is a pretty good lineup. Not a bad team. He scored 141 points week one and then put up 160 plus this last week. Again, good, good people. He's relying on people that are having really big games. And, you know, it's nice to have that. I'm, I question though the flexes. He's got Marvin Jones and that's, that's worked out well, but I'm not sold on their quarterback yet in Jacksonville. Will Fuller. You know, he is just, and he's, can, has he played a full year, you know, without injury or suspension or suspension? So that, that, that's, that's going to be one of his question marks. He's going to be one of the few people who can play two tight ends uh, in a game. I think that's uh, fascinating. So depth is also um, a little bit of a question mark. and that he's tough to call. He's it's almost just too early to tell. He's a, I'm not, I don't, I think it'd be harsh to call him a pretender, but I'd be curious to know what Dylan would say about his team. I know like he's got some starters that, I mean, he has a number of players in the top uh, 25 of all PPR. So right. I, Aaron, impre- Aaron Jones is because of this last week, he's ranked third. Tyler Lockett, I want to say is one. He is two. Who's beating him? Anyways, the number five. So, so far we've had four teams that are not pretenders. Just to say Cooper Cup is beating Tyler Lockett. I didn't realize that. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Acme Pack is not a pretender. But again, there's the concerns. But just because you have concerns doesn't mean to me uh, a pretender would be someone who's two and oh. Maybe because a you beat me one game and you beat Anthony because he had an off game. That that's to me that's a pretender. Uh, the games that the first five we've mentioned, uh, Deflate Gate, Deflate Gate. Uh, he's had a tough. He's had points against three hundred and forty two points. So his defense is oh it doesn't work that way. Excuse me. Excuse <laughs> his me. Defense. Excuse me. Deflate Gate. Uh, he's one and one. Is he a pretender? I think he's. Or a contender. Cause for concern. Because? For similar reasons as before, the lack of depth. Uh, if he has an injury, he's going to have some issues. Um, again, Christian McCaffrey is his number one guy. He didn't do well last year because McCaffrey was out, and that hurt him a lot. So if we see a similar type of injury this year, then I don't think he's going to have any chance of getting the top four. He made a brilliant move in my opinion, picking up Chris Carson. 
if Chris Carson can get 11 games this year, 12 games, and then you have to wonder of those games, how many games does JB win because of having Chris Carson? Uh, it's almost like war wins above replacement. Well, what are the wins above having a player compared to last year? So he's a little bit weaker, plus McCaffrey was out last year. So I think JB, his lineup is stronger. I love it that CD Lamb is, he his uptick is going to be a little bit higher if Amari Cooper's out for at least a couple of weeks. Ribs don't heal quickly, I don't yeah. think. So definitely, he's definitely in win win now mode because he also got Hunter Henry and that really helps out in his tight end spot. I well, know, I know he hasn't done much this year yet, but it's not because and, of Hunter Henry; is because of the timeshare with Janus, uh, Johnny Smith. Right. right. Yeah. Um, oh, don't forget he has Odell Beckham, who uh, hopefully will be coming back at some point. Yeah, anytime, anytime. So now we have the panic room. Let's start with the 0-2 teams. Uh, Landon, does he need to hit panic button? I don't think so. I think he can be optimistic about how he did this last week. He has players that that can uh, hopefully carry him. Hawkinson coming into his own. Uh, Eckler, if he can be consistent. I think the biggest thing for him is having a quarterback that can put up points for him. And if Justin Fields... Uh, ends up stealing the starting role and doesn't play completely like a rookie, then I think Landon has a chance. I think it comes down to his quarterback. He is so close. He's got all the foundational pieces. He's got Eckler. He's got Cup. And I love, I love, he's got Chase. Uh, He's got the rookie. He's the number one rookie. If you exclude quarterbacks, I think he's the number one scoring rookie so far. Uh, th- this year in PPR, uh, Chase Claypool. I haven't looked at all of his point totals, but Claypool has been a little bit rough. But has in part, he, in part just to uh, Pittsburgh having a lot of mouths to feed, and he just hasn't had a big game yet. But he also has Brandon Cooks to slot into there, who's had a good year so far, and he also has Gronk. Don't forget Gronk. And at some point in time, uh, Cole Beasley is. He's not the slant guy he was a year ago. And I think when Gabriel Davis comes back, I think he's going to be the guy that maybe pushes him out. Uh, Philip Lindsay, it's kind of sad to see him not Ugh, getting. That's so sad. He was so good when he they was so when they good gave him with the opportunity. I know. I know. I, I don't. And by the way, he's got Gronk on his bench. I think Landon is, he's got the pieces. He could just maybe use. I, I still think having that strong quarterback that's going to give you 25 to 30 points consistently every week, uh, that that's that's important. I like his team. I did not know he had this many good young pieces on it. I'm impressed. They're impre- Eckler just needs to get in the, the end zone. <laughs> yeah, he's missing that. He's missing that. He's due. So no panic room for Landon. No. Uh, Thomas. Panic room or not? Well, it depends. And it depends on how you look it, at it because he's already the, accepted the fact that he's not going to do well this year, and so he's zero two, and it's not anything more than he would have expected, ex- agree. or less than he would have expected. Agree. And so, by the, and by the way, when you look at his lineup, are there a couple of people you'd love to have on your lineup? Yeah, Kyle Pitts. I would take that rookie. Uh, uh, would you take uh, Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mixon and Sanders is like uh, pick your poison and. Um, th- those are two guys who could, oh gosh, no, 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 no comment. I, I like Mike Williams on that. He's, he's got some really great pieces. I agree with you. It depends on the context. The context is, Hey, I'm in rebuild mode. He's rebuild. He's in rebuild mode. And I would also not want to play him if I'm in the top four, because he could, he could have a great week and in any given week, he could beat. He, he's going to maybe be someone who may keep keep someone from going to the playoffs. Uh, oh boy, An- poor Anthony. I would say panic mode. Panic mode. And I did slot him as my in the top four for the year, and I think you that's did. a serious jeopardy. Partly, it's not his. I mean, it's not his fault. Like this last week, Dak Prescott put up less than ten points. That that, that was terrible. Barkley once again put up not very many points, uh, and I don't. 
It's hard to say if that's going to continue or not. Uh, Antonio Gibson didn't even do a whole lot this last week either. Again, I don't think that was completely his fault. Uh, the usage was hasn't really been there like it was last year. He He's a former wide receiver, and he's not been getting targets. I would expect they would have made routes for him, you know, made plays, you know, based around that. But they, I haven't seen that yet. Um, Ty, I guess Tyreek Hill has, yeah, he had a, he had a dud this last week as well. I'm curious. Let's say you owned this roster. Let's say we swapped out your roster for Anthony's. If you had Anthony's roster, would you be tempted to trade Tyreek Hill for some type of a package that we give you in return an RB one and maybe something else? Now we're not talking Thomas. Thomas has made the comment that, you know, I'll give you this player for a bunch of, for a big package, which I don't need the package. I have too many players to begin with. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, could I get trade one player for two pretty good players that could actually make my team a little bit more well-rounded? Would you be tempted to trade him? Definitely worthwhile. And I would, I would would love to hear Thomas. I'd love to hear Joe Ryan. I'd love to hear, I would like to know what would Landon say on a deal uh, like that? Would you be willing to, to do that? And now, of course, Chris is hearing this and he's probably getting all these. He's salivating, thinking, hmm, how could I get Tyreek Hill? But I'm telling you, it's not going to be for a draft pick. Uh, I would, dra- taking someone for like a round two, we're finding that round one draft picks is still a big, big question mark. Better know what you're doing. Agreed. Agreed. Now, I want to go ahead and just say a quick comment about the panic room for me, because it depends on the context. I went into rebuild mode last year. I wanted to win as many games as I could, but I still, so I went out picking up a lot of these young receivers that I feel like people are just throwing to the stockpile. So I picked them up. I picked up four people I really like. Chris just picked up one of them that I ended up dropping uh, two weeks ago. And I, it was cool to see Chris pick him up because it kind of maybe validated uh, my, my thinking. So my focus this past year was the wide receivers. Now next year, I'll start focusing on uh, running backs. So I'm not hitting, personally, I'm not hitting the panic room. I'm just enjoying, I'm having to be patient because I do get bored, um, but I cannot play any of my receivers yet. I'm not going to be stupid and play uh, Jalen Waddle yet. I'm not going to play Elijah Moore yet. I'm not going to play Darnell Mooney yet, even though he's got a new quarterback. Gabriel Davis, at some point, I think he's going to make some hay uh, when he gets healthy. I can't play those people yet. So I'm being patient. And and I think in the second half of the season, I think some of you guys in the top four better be careful playing me because I'll be playing four receivers. And A.J. Brown's not going to have a bad first two games that carries on for the next. Yeah, that's ten. not going to happen every week. There's no way. T. Higgins has shown that th- he's still good. Uh even at the number two receiver, which that's even a big question mark. Yeah, there's three guys, but so but far, right they're, now, actually all, they're actually all getting love. Although your guy, Tyler Boyd, is still, he's been kind of on the... Well, he had a good game this last oh, week. Oh, he did? He put up like 14 points. He did, okay, I did. I, you digress. I, I stand corrected. <laughs> I stand corrected. So, I don't think there are any pretenders who are contending right now, who are 2-0. and Agree? Agreed. And we just have one person to the panic room, and that is who? Anthony. <laughs> oh, that's, that's sad. I, I'm I sorry, love, Anthony. I, I love those sound effects. Hey, we probably need to move on. And if we were doing this visually, we may need to do a live show sometime. I do have all the equipment. I have a real. I have. I have mixing equipment for video, where multiple cameras can be set up. I have a good lighting system in in my office, and I'll we'll have to do maybe a live show where we do video. 
but I've got a Tableau file set up. And what I've been doing is tracking our draft so far. And I love the board. I want you to visualize the board you looked at on Sleeper the night we did our draft. You remember? Yeah. It was, yep. it looked like a big, uh, look like a big checkerboard, if you will. So I've done something similar and it's a heat map. So you've got my column headings are first through 10th. And I've got the, the, along the rows, I got round one all the way through round six. I got a heat map. So each square is a lot darker than the others. So I can tell you that Chase, who was picked third, was that by Landon? You know, he has 34.3 points. Uh, Rondell Moore picked in the second round, which I did not remember him being picked in the second round. 34.2 points. Big start to the season for him. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is, is I see him at 23.7. He was picked ninth uh, in the fourth round. Amazing. Uh, we also have up back in the first round, we've got... Uh, Jalen Waddle at 23.9. I know that player very well since I picked him. He would have actually have had uh, in double digits, but he lost a fumble uh, in special teams, not as a receiver, but, and also they held, the, 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 the Dolphins held, so it didn't come back to, to haunt them. And then you've got Smith. What's Smith's for, oh, the Devon, is it uh, Devonta? Yeah, Devonta Smith. Uh, the running back, he's picked up, uh, I could have picked him up, but again, I was going after wide receivers. He's at twenty-two. Oh, Devont, Devonta Smith is the what? He's a wide receiver. Oh, okay. So who who is Anthony has him? I think. But the Smith, he's the running back for. We just don't have his first name right, but it's the guy who uh, plays for Denver, right? Oh, Will uh, Williams. I'm forgetting his first name. I thought it was Smith. Okay, now I'm second guessing myself. We'll we'll have to do we'll have to have our crack team look this up. There's another thing I just want to mention on the on the draft and the rookies. So I've got a bar chart. I've got a bar chart, and this is through the first two weeks. And I'm just I'm going to ignore the quarterbacks. So I'm just going to look at the flex positions, and I've also ignored the vets because we did pick some vets. I know one one of our players pick uh, Gesicki. Gesicki uh, in the first round uh, tied in. Uh, So I've got this filtered on just flex and rookies. So by a long shot in the first round, and this is without even Chris's pick, who's out for the whole year, they scored 163 points. Round two, it drops off to 76 points. Round three, 33 points. That first round is really taking everything that – you get a good first round pick, then. So if you get deal. a trade and it includes a third round pick, definitely look at: is this team going to finish near the end, <laughs> or yeah. is this kind of team? If you're finishing the top four, I could pretty much care less about that third round uh, pick. So anyway, that's the rookies. Any surprises so far? Uh, I don't think we've heard the rookies mention this much this year Not compared to maybe years past other than to say that uh jamar chase is all that he was talked about before the preseason and all of his drops he's so, lived up to the hype yes he's definitely lived up to the yes. hype uh, just to clarify uh from denver javante williams Javon, okay back. got it got it so who's smith who who I, we need to look up who who's the smith that is d period smith wide receiver miller who is that we're uh, stumped. That, no, that's the Philadelphia wide receiver. Oh, it is. Okay, okay. It's just Devonta it's not Smith. right. And I don't follow the Eagles that much. Neither do I, so it's all good. Can you imagine being a full-time podcaster of fantasy, just having to keep up with all of Everything. these players? Could you do it? It'd be. I mean, it'd be fun to get paid for it. And I guess if I didn't have a job where I'm working 70 hours a week, I suppose I could uh, as well, uh, too. So let's figure out. Let's figure out. I need to go through my music box. No, we can't do that one. Uh, we got to save that one for JB. 
Uh, that's for our predictions. Uh, you know what? We may just have to not do the music. Oh. Bomber. Bomber. <laughs> so for our next segment, for our next segment, I want to go through expert tools. Are you an expert? Do you do? No. You're not an expert. Sorry. You're not an expert. I think you're an expert when it comes to fantasy football. You don't think you, you're, you don't think you're, no, I'd be curious. We asked Chris what kind of research he does. I'd be curious to know what kind of tools he uses. I get the idea that Thomas probably uses some tools. So what tools are we talking about? The kind that Tim, the tool man Taylor uses (laughs) websites that can use, you can use to help you out, help out your team. So I picked a few, just a few. And the first one I picked uh, was from football.fantasysports.yahoo, and it's the transaction trends. Can you guess who is trending the most in the past 24 hours? Um, Potentially the San Francisco guy we mentioned earlier that they, they got picked up. Um, I do not see him. Okay. Uh, Patterson? He's Cordell number Patterson. one. He's yeah. number one. And by quite a bit, by quite a bit, which I question that. He had one good game last week, so all of a sudden he's the anointed. Yeah, I don't trust the Falcons at all, so I don't I don't know if he's going to be a worthwhile pick or not, or if it's just kind of like a one-week thing and then everyone drops him again. Rondell Moore is second. Super imp- I'm surprised he's not first, to be honest. Kudos. Kudos for having him on your team, Anthony. Number three is someone that I picked up this week. I got a Wednesday night or uh, Wednesday morning. Osborne, right, from Minnesota? Osborne. I had never heard of him. He, he wasn't even on my radar. Which I really wanted him for two reasons I didn't take him. Number one, I already have Adam Thielen, and that would have given me another situation where I have two wide receivers from the same team. Like you did with Seattle. That, right. Uh, and also I didn't have room for him. So, But, yeah, really good. I I'm impressed by his numbers in the first two weeks. I wasn't the only one who wanted him. <laughs> wasn't there like what two or three other people that I want to say? There were three picks. Three. Uh, Chris had picked him. I think Landon, and I thought there was a fourth. I thought it said there were four people, including myself. So uh, I got lucky and and got him. Uh, the other site, very very similar is the CBS Sports roster trends. Again, it's very similar. Uh, apparently, I, I don't know if Yahoo has their own data or does da- uh, Yahoo go out and collect their data from other sites. Uh, so again, very, very similar names. Now, I don't have my guy on there, so maybe it is different site because they have the Panthers is number one right now. Then they have Cordell Patterson. Then they have Rondell Moore. And then my guy uh, is not, Osborne is not even on the list. So CBS must be doing something a little bit differently. With CBS, you can look at most added, uh, most dropped, most viewed, and then most traded. Which yeah. I can I can understand why it would be different. They're, I would assume that they're just taking the stats from their own site. Like even Sleeper. On Sleeper, the the highest picked up individual or, or team is the Raiders defense. So it's kind of different depending on where you're on. Most traded. Want to take a guess who's number Most one? Traded. I have Most, no idea. The, I would never guess this. A CEH, a Clyde Edwards Lair. And of course, I have him and I drafted him number one two years ago. You know, I come from a business perspective and I was just talking about this to a, another CFO today. We we're talking about someone, their company's having to sue another party, and you always want to have an intermediary involved. You don't ever want to be involved talking to that other party directly. You want to get your emotions out of the situation as much as possible. And this is a case where if you do own CEH, you're probably just, oh, gosh, the sky is falling. The guy, that is his first fumble ever in his career. Number two, he did not lose the game. The defense lost the game. They couldn't shut down. They, they should not have been in that position to begin with. Now, Baltimore could have said the same thing, but it, it of course it came down, it came down to that play, but probably people are willing to let go of him because of 
the first couple of weeks. It's like, be patient. Yeah, the problem I have with giving up on him is you're probably not going to get as much as you really could get you're for him. Selling so you're selling You're, you're going to be hurt, whereas the person that's getting him has a better chance of winning on that deal. And who are the Chiefs going to use <laughs> right. in this place? Right. They're not going to put anyone else. It's it's him. Well, who, who is there? Is Damian Williams? Uh, is that the... Damian, I think so. It's still him. And yeah. he's not. I mean, he he. they played him in the Super Bowl. Uh, but... I mean, typically, I will say, typically, insert Kansas City running back here, and that usually equals points. So the fact that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is, is the guy, he should be getting points. He should. He really should be. It's just, yep. I don't know, just give it some time, I think. Then there's the ESPN site, most added, most dropped, and and again, very similar to the first two sites uh, that we looked at. And by the way, let me stop here. Do you use any of these sites, most added, most dropped? I have not used really anything this year, but that is mostly attributed to the fact that I still do not have internet. So, And I hate, hate, hate having to do research on my phone. So I'm pretty limited by what I'm using just to basically the fantasy apps. Do you think anybody else cares about the most added, most dropped? Probably so. I, it, it, I think it can validate. Now, to me, for the most added, if you see that list, it's probably too late. So what I would tend to want to do is scroll down to see who's passed. Let's just scroll down. Like on my screen on the ESPN, it goes down to 16. Well, let's go from 16 to 50. And then look at the seven-day trend and see if there's any. So be looking right. for uh, people like that. Or you're the kind of person that you've already picked someone up and you want to see how smart you were and how many other people picked them up too. Almost like, it was it confirmation bias? Or if- confirmation is a great point. Right. Uh, most dropped players, I'm, I'm questioning why Trey Sermon's been dropped. This has to be, this could be people who are not in dynasty leagues. So this would be nice to where you could filter it. By is a key is this a keeper league or is it what's the non keeper league? Just a redraft league. Redraft league. So that that is a downside on the most dropped players. But like I say, if you're in a fantasy, why in the world would you drop that? You're not going to drop certain. And one of the other big things is depends on your bench size. If you're in a redraft league that only has sometimes as as few as three or four spots, then you almost have to drop someone like that that's not performing. In my line of work. In my line of work, I do a lot of visual analytics, and I especially love next-gen stats. And I was just happening to be looking at uh, Darnell Mooney's routes. I love I love what we're looking at. And by the way, if anyone wants to email me, I'll send you the links of everything we've gone over uh, in this show. But what I'm looking at right now is you see the routes that Darnell Mooney ran. You see the routes with the light gray line where he just ran the routes and nothing was thrown to him. Then you see routes where he catches the ball and then part of the route is white. That's the route. And then where he caught it, it turns green. And you can see if he's going way downfield a lot of these plays, like last year, he was doing a lot of 30-plus yards. This, I'm looking at 20-plus. The only thing I don't like about this next-gen, I wish there were a few more numbers uh, down below because I just had the number of receptions, six. You have to 66 yards, no touchdowns. I wish it had air yards. I wish it had a couple other pieces of information. There's nothing in there about drops. So, but... Next gen stat is really cool, and the fact that it's pretty much everything I'm looking at is free. I don't know if there's a paid version, but have you used a next gen stat? I, I haven't, but I'm I'm really interested in it. Highly recommend. And again, if you're listening, and if you hit pause or whatever, just make a note to yourself. I will be happy to email you links uh, to these tools. The next tool is I'm going to kind of go through it fast. It's premiumstats.com. So if you are a stats nerd, there's at least about 25 stats. I mean, just on, oh gosh, you have grades for receiving, drops, fumbles. You got all kinds of uh, pass-related analytics. It's incredible. There you do have to have a subscription. 
probably I will pass. I do have it bookmarked, but there is a site that is free. And we talked about it two years ago. It's ftnfantasy.com. And I'm looking specifically at air yards. And I could just really geek out on air yards. So you want to take a guess who, uh, after two weeks, who has the most air yards after week one? And by the way, Chris, you said you wanted longer a show. <laughs> you got we're, it. We're pretty much getting in. We're, we're geeking out here. So who do you think is my, number one in air yards? So I far? don't know this. I, I think this is not the case, but the first name that pops in my head would be Tyler Lockett, just because I know he's gotten a lot of big plays. But I'm pretty sure that's not the answer. Uh, that's a good guess. He's number three, and he's within 33 yards of being first. Brandon Cooks, you brought that name up earlier. He's number one, and uh, his fantasy points for through two weeks, 41, so averaging uh, 20.5. Marvin Jones, that's a surprise. So does that mean that Trevor Lawrence is airing it out to him? He has 279. Uh, here is number four. And I do not get this guy at all. I wanted him last year. Uh, Chris was willing to trade him to me, and I was tempted. And I said no, and looking back, I'm glad I didn't. He's on Green Bay. You want to take a guess who I'm talking about? Marquez Valdez-Scantling. MVS, he has 268. He's just two yards behind Tyler Lockett, but through two games, he has 4.7 fantasy points. Uh, A.J. Brown, he's on my team. I, of course, I like looking at my players. He's in the top eight. He has 255 air yards, but he only has 22.2 uh, points. What I would do if I had the data, if I had the data, I'd do a two-by-two two matrix, and I would do a correlation. I'd do a correlation between fantasy points and air yards, and I would look at to see, okay, are you getting air yards and fantasy points? That's probably going to be a guy you want to hang on to. Agreed. I would also start looking at, there's data in here that says, what are my points after a catch? And I forget what the term is called for that. I don't know if that's a hog molly or something else, but there are, again, this is a really cool page and it's ftnfantasy.com. And and there are several things you can look at. I just happen to have air yards on, which is really a fascinating stat especially when you start comparing it with some of the other data as well. So cool. Very, very cool. I have one more, one more, and then we're going to talk about the predictions. Injury index, the injury index. Let's pick running backs. And by the way, we did do a show either two years ago or three years ago and this did uh, come up. And my question for you is, who would you think would be high on the injury list for running backs? Probably, this- uh, I'm thinking maybe McCaffrey. Yep. Um, who else? Uh, this is scary. The top two... Now, I don't get this. It says they're high risk, but their history is not high. I see a uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire is first, Chase Edmonds is second. That's Dalvin Cook is listed third. You got Tevin Coleman, Miles Sanders, Raheem Mostert, uh, Philip Lindsay, then Austin Eckler rounds out uh, the first seven. Very, very uh, fascinating. Um, I'd like to see, like each maybe the, at the end of each year, how accurate, how accurate, or how you know, did they actually you know touch on something that was that actually ended up happening, or you know, is this helpful in any way? I mean, the site is still up, so you'd think it has to be helpful in some way. I would, yeah, and it's all based on analysis, and and I think if you've have had a foot injury in the past especially the kind that Emmanuel Sanders has had. I mean, good for him that he's come back. Uh, he's high risk. Uh, Allen Robinson is high risk. Uh, Marquise uh, Goodwin uh, is is high risk. Randall Cobb, Albert Wilson, Will Filler. 
Yeah, I was wondering when he'd be listed. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Henry Ruggs uh, is up there too. So, uh, and they have a stat called probability of injury in the season. So anyone over 90% is going to be a high risk. Uh, And they have a projected games miss. So like Sanders are projecting he'll miss 3.4 games. If you had access to this, would you use it? Be very tempting to use. Keep an eye on. I don't on. know I, if it would actually sway my decision making, whether you know making a trade or or you know not making one. You just took the words out of my mouth. If someone were making a trade, I'd want to go to this sheet and look at. Okay, does he have a high? Now, if you know your players, you kind of remember. You're going to know that some of your favorite players have been down for a few games or not. Like you, if I'm making a trade with Chris last year to get Todd Gurley, you know maybe consider. His Injury multiple history. knee issues. Absolutely. So that's the final tool in the tool set. And of course, a lot of these related to uh, who's trending, most moved. And we even have that, I think, in sleeper or maybe just trending. I don't know what defines the trending, if it's just moves within sleeper. Uh, but even that can be problematic because you don't know, are these... It's too bad you can't say, is this a recreational fantasy league player, manager, or are these really, really good people? I mean, if it's a bunch of Chris's, you're probably going to want to pay attention. A bunch of Thomas's, a bunch of Landon's, a bunch of JR's, a bunch of you. So there's a lot of people that are just, they're recreational and they probably don't listen to a lot of podcasts. They don't do a lot of reading. So that's the downside of the trends. You just don't really no. Okay, now we need to get to tee something up. No, that's something else. There we go. Let's do I like that. It. I like that one. So let's wrap up our show by going over predictions for week number three. And we're going to go, <laughs> since I'm the one who writes these down, I'm going to start with the way they're listed on my sleeper account. And the first matchup we have is Mark and JB. I'm going with JB here. It was it was a lot of thought, but I think you still have some guys that haven't figured things out yet, and it's not going to happen yet. Going with JB on this one. He's probably going to start Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to get a lot of points. Although, Josh Allen's going to cancel him out. That's, but yeah, that's true. I will, I will have, I'll need six players to cancel out. C-Mac, so I've got JB winning that one. Hey, by the way, by the way, week number one, week number one, I won four to three. Week number two, I won four to three. So I've, I've, I'm, I'm... Anthony, you screwed me up, man. I'm 80% accurate. You're 60% accurate. So I'm 2-0, and oh, and then I'm leading throughout the entire season. But there's going to possibly be some separation, either more separation or you're going to catch up with me because we have a couple of differing opinions. Drew and Chris. Once again, got to go with myself here. And this was tough. I went this one. Uh, I went with Chris because I don't think I, I don't think he's going to have Kamara have a bad game. And who else was it that had an off game? I can't uh, remember. Kittle. 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 I. I, I think Chris is going to rebound a little bit. And again, this is a, a guy who who still put up 100 and almost 160 points. He struggled and he only had 150. Right. Isn't that hilarious? Right. He's not laughing because he lost. But hey, now the next game is Joe Ryan and Dylan. I really contemplated this one. Uh, but decided to go and go with Joe Ryan this time. I think he is, again, he's not a pretender. He belongs. I also picked Joe Ryan because I don't think, I, I think Dylan had a couple of outliers. I just don't think that's repeatable. I think the reason he went off in week two, you know, he had a couple of players that just were outstanding. And that's, I don't think 40 it's plus gonna... points from Aaron Jones and 30 plus from Lockett. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that two weeks in a row. Dr. Dylan, love you, brother. But I still think Joe Ryan's going to win. I don't think he's going to eke it out. I think he wins by 10 plus. That's my spread. 
Uh, I had a problem with this next one. I really struggle with this one. Thomas and Anthony. So, if I go against Anthony this week, then I'm going to be really mad at myself for having gone with him two weeks in a row and then, you know, been wrong and then suddenly been wrong again by switching my answer. So, I'm going to keep with Anthony, even though I, I think it's going to be a very close game. But, Anthony, you're my ride or die, so keep going with you. <sighs> again, this one was tough. I, I don't think Anthony struggles with Dak Prescott. I don't think he struggles with. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is going to put up 25 plus points. Dak Prescott will be back up to 22, 25 points, if not more. I still think Thomas is going to pull this one out. Agree. Well, you're (laughs) (laughs) almost had you there. Almost had you. Almost had you. Okay, finally, we got Landon and Stump. So, do you need to show Landon some love? This one is really tough, and I really wanted to go with Landon. Um, it's so close that I almost forgot what my answer was. I think I... What did Stump. I say? I did say Stump. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, Stump had an off week, yeah. but he's got some pieces that he can plug in. Uh, I, 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 I think I think Mr. Stump comes back. I, I will say, if Cooper and Hopkins both don't play this weekend, with they both have rib injuries, I think that significantly increases Landon's chance. But I don't want you to catch up on me or take too much of a lead on me, so that's kind of why I went with the stump here, just in case I do get it wrong, at least you got it wrong too. I And if that happens, by the way, I can see Stump going after Anthony. Hey, you want to make a deal for for uh, for uh, your running, your wide receiver? <laughs> there you go. I so, so we've got Mark and JB. We both say JB. Drew and Chris. I pick Chris. Drew picked Drew. Uh, JR and and Dylan, I'm going with JR, so did G2. Uh, Thomas and Miller, I'm going with Thomas. G2 picked Anthony Miller. And we both picked Stump and Landon against Stump. I'm 2-0, and and I lead overall 8-6. to And it's too bad we don't have more people playing with us. Uh, but, hey, we're, we get to have some fun with this. Hey, that was a long show. We went over one hour. Does this make you feel better? One hour and seven wow. minutes. Do I get paid overtime for this? <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, we're going to call that a wrap. Good luck, everyone, this week. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk with the two G's, Mark and Drew. Drew.